Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> you have to like you ain't seen the show before. <laughs> Welcome to episode 30 of the Your Sports Show. Oh, I know. Yeah. Wow. 30. 30. It is your boy, Big Baby, a.k.a. The soul of R&B. No, Matt, I'm not going to be grabbing my nuts and doing like what you was telling me to do the other week. No. Just talk about clearing out the language, and the first thing he says is nuts. <laughs> nuts is not bad. Dude. I, it, I is say, bad. it is uh, bad. Oh, okay. Well, shout out to the Dirty <laughs> Hills, too, that's, up, that, that's in here first. Um, to my right, the queen, Queen Tay. Good morning, everybody, or afternoon. And... To my far right, uh, my special guest, our returning guest, um, I will, um, I will, Will Kane, but not racist, <laughs> Sir Wilkins. Just compare me to Will Kane. <laughs> I said, but not. I said, but not racist. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you thank for joining you, thank us. Thank you for having me. Of course. How's your week been, guys? I'm still alive, so it's good. Same. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. That's all yeah, you can ask for. Good day, right? Yeah, this is true. This is true. So it's been a pretty, uh, it's been somewhat eventful week in sports, especially on the basketball side. Um, this is on all sides. Week one, yeah. the week NFL one. season has begun, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, NFL is back, ladies and gentlemen, and we got a little. Uh, it's in full swing. Yeah, let's just jump into that. That was um, <laughs> that was a f- fun sight to see on um, national TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you didn't know, if you didn't watch the game, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans played in the first game of the um, of the NFL season, and with that, um, the NFL has said they were going to be trying to be more socially conscious of certain things. And before the game, the two teams spoke. Uh, Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are actually pretty good friends as well. So they spoke, and they decided that they were going to have a moment of unity, like what the NBA does, and lock arms and everything like that, and have a moment of silence. So here's what happened. <laughs> Here's what happened during that moment of silence. Let's take a look. Thank you. First yeah. of all, me for putting number 18 between number 40 and 54. He was like swinging his little ass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, what, <laughs> what did y'all think of that, <laughs> of that display, <laughs> that blatant display of of? First of all, there Oof. there are no forms of protest mm-hmm. that are acceptable to racists <laughs> at all. Zero. Absolutely none. And I feel like the 
social justice movements and other leagues have been met with acclaim for the most part. Excuse me? Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Yes. It's on my bad. <laughs> Mike is mad sensitive. <laughs> but, um, other, you know, when the NBA, the stands, the NHL, the MLBs and such, this shows you where most NFL um, fans have kind of stayed. And it also shows you why there were more resistance to players taking a knee or whatever. And I think it's a reflection of where we kind of are in certain places. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, this is the first time we've seen it with fans in the stadiums. So now we kind of have a litmus test as to how some of America feels about taking a stance against social justice. And also Alicia Keys did a $1 billion, a $1 million partnership with the NFL for social justice initiatives too. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Shout out to Alicia Keys. One million. One million sounds about right. Yeah, I don't think Alicia Keys got a billion dollars. <laughs> I don't think her and Swiss Beats together have a billion dollars. But Wilkins, your thoughts on everything? Um, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one I, million I, dollar I, fund for Black I, women. Hmm? It's a million dollar fund. Billion. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder where. Okay. Okay, I see you, Miss Keys. Um, nah, it, it, it's not surprising. But then I didn't know Kansas City was that racist. But mm. then it's Kansas City, and it's in the middle of America. Mm-hmm. And I used to date, so I know, but then I don't know. One of my exes went to Kansas. Um, is from Kansas City. It's from Kansas, oh. and. She's probably a year older than me. You know, Kansas City's in Missouri. No, no, yeah. All right, this makes sense. Yeah, so 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 she's uh, she, she she's um grew up in Kansas around the Kansas City like, like towns around Kansas, but she's from that middle America like type of area. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I didn't real like you us from New York. You kind of we're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And then when you come out the bubble, you're like, oh, this is this is the real world. So she's a year older than me. And she was the first black girl in her school. The first? The first black girl in her school. Wow. And that's and, and that probably was and she, I think she was like in kindergarten, so that's probably like what is it, 1993 or something, 94? So yeah. in 1994. She was the first black girl in her to go to her school. So yeah, it, it, you, you watch the video, you're like, "What the hell?" Because they weren't kneeling. It was nothing about the national anthem, nothing about the flag. It was just them showing unity, and they booed about it. And it goes back to shut up and dribble. That's what fans see um, pro athletes that you, you, you're here to entertain me. I don't care about your problems. That is your job. Entertain me and go home. I paid my ticket to see to be entertained. I don't care if you have if you can't get a, a seat at, at, at the same restaurant as me. I don't care if the cops treat you like shit. You're here to entertain me, and and it's not surprising. But I know I didn't realize Kansas City was that racist though. But it's, it's in the middle of America. Is it 
the thing is, I feel that they want their voices to be heard in a loud way. And I feel like, you know, like RG3 said, you know, how are you more upset about showing unity against racism than racism mm -hmm. itself? And it just shows you that there are people who racism is not a, uh, um, a breaking point for them. They don't give, they, they can care. They can care less. They want, you know, black people are to be for entertainment purposes, like you were saying, but mm -hmm. that's a feel. And even J.J. Watt called the, the display from the fans um, unfortunate. And we have a bit of breaking news on the um, your sports show. Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor has been arrested for oh. indecent exposure. Indecent exposure? Yeah. In sexual Was he peeing? Attempted sexual assault. I'm sorry. Oh! 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 oh. oh. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, that was it. That's a lot worse than indecent exposure. That's yeah, way worse. Oh, I got the, yeah. Yeah, that's that's woo. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me just go to the comments. We got um, both uh from the good uh from the Dirty Hills and and Stones from the Dirty Hills. He said, "What's good, family?" Stone says, you're Dirty Hills. Um, he also says, the problem begets the players are the there biggest. for money. Yeah. For money more than anything to me. Um, I can't agree with that in terms of the players just being there for money. Um, that that I no, There's a lot of NFL players that are there for, for money. I can I can say that. But there's the majority of the people there love the game. A lot, the majority of NFL players love the game. You make a lot of money playing football, but the risk is higher when you can play golf and make more money than you do making football, playing football. So, um, but in terms of this, yeah, this was it was surprising, but it really wasn't surprising in terms of the booing and everything like that. I'm not gonna lie to you, because I knew that. When the NFL was going to start talking about doing social justice um, initiatives and everything like that, people were already saying, ah, no, we don't need that. Um, and it, they were just showing their ass. Even when pe I'm looking through comments to see what people are saying about the booing, and I'm just scheming through. And, of course, uh, certain people are saying, oh, I don't feel bad. They should stop um, whining and complaining and just go play. Shut up and dribble. Yes. And they were like, oh, and there were people in the comments saying, well, this was before the national anthem. This was before the game. It's not like they stopped in the middle of the game, locked on, just was singing Kumbaya and, and like on second and second and three. Like, so. well, so. This is what it is, and it's 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 a mentality of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They see athletes as millionaires, some close to billionaires type of thing. Mm -hmm. And in their eyes, a lot of fans, they're like, you live a better life than me. You just play a game, you just play a game, and you're making a ton of money. I, I would never make that kind of money ever in my life. Right. So what are you complaining about? 
But we've heard numerous stories of athletes who are millionaires get treated like shit by cops and people who do they who don't know that they're an athlete or a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So and 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 it's sad because nobody wants to under listen and understand what's going on. That's and that's what it is. A lot of people the people who are booing don't want to understand because they don't care. Right. It doesn't impact them every day. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I can go back to my trailer park. I'm good. I'm not saying all of my trailer park. But I can go back to it. I'm going to go sip, sip on my Budweiser. I'm going to watch my hunting on TV. I'm going to go fishing. And I'm never treated like crap. So what are you talking? Because in their eyes, they're like, yo, my life is great. And I make far they're like the thing is, what I always say is that life is hard for everybody. Yeah. Right. But for yeah. certain people, race is an indicator of how hard your life could be. You get what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like when it comes to the athletes, and yes, there is a sense of sometimes entitlement. Like there's been athletes who have said, "Well, you know, don't get smart with police because they don't think." They don't remember where they came from a lot of the mm-hmm. time, so I do get that. But mm-hmm. this was a display of unity between both teams. Right. Players of all races. Races. And that wasn't good enough. It wasn't. It, but it goes back to Roman times. These are gladiators. I don't want to see two gladiators hugging. That's their mentality. But this is a bigger, it's bigger than that. It's right. much bigger than right. that. But, but they see that as gladiator thing with Dak Prescott. Huh? So it still goes into that gladiator mentality. Goes, and, that, and that's and that's what I was and that's what I was gonna right. I'm, I'm thinking about the whole right. of Dak Prescott and Skip Bayless. Right, and we're definitely gonna transition into that now because um by the way, by the way, uh uh-huh. if Patrick Mahomes can to go like the football part of it. Continue playing like he played this past week. He might end up being better than Brady. Okay, maybe because he would have to just win two more Super Bowls, and he's in the goat conversation. He already has one. He needs one more Super Bowl. I feel to be in those conversations. I'm telling you, he's the Steph Curry. He's the Steph Curry of football. (laughs) He's the Stephen Curry of football. Because it was a super efficient game. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of his dudes dropped the touchdown, basically, but whatever. Um, they lit their, those motherfuckers' asses. I'm sorry. They lit them up. <laughs> and they lit up in Texans bad. Yeah. And their new running back is amazing. Man. <laughs> Man. I'm so upset. Like, I was. Oh, we, and we're gonna get into our fantasy team for the second. But I was looking, I was like, all right, that back would be all right. But anyway. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that back is gonna be okay. Bruh. <laughs> Yo. A hundred hundred plus O line. They have a really good O line. They got weapons on they got weapons. That team is the Warriors. Like you 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 like they're the Warriors when they had KD. Low yeah. key. Because yeah. they have so much speed on the on the on the field on the offensive line on the offensive side that you are always on on your heels. You, you don't know which way to go. 
because you can't double anybody. And then yeah. they also they also play. So I'm a huge. Everybody knows I'm a huge Andy Reid fan. Mm-hmm. So he plays a lot of West Coast, but he kind of like you know mixes it up. You you can't you can't double the tight end because right. tight end is fucking amazing. The, the, their wide receivers are great. So this team is just built to win. Mm-hmm. And the way he played, if he continues this for the, at least, just give him two more years or three. That's Hall of Fame level. He could just retire. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's already in this conversation, believe it or not. You are. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. What is it? This is his third year. Third year? Yeah. Th- third year. You saw what he did his rookie year. His second mm-hmm. year, he won the Super Bowl. Like he, He's a once-in-a-generational um, talent. Yeah. So, and he's mad nice. <laughs> right. He, well, he, excuse he me. Mad, I don't know him, but he seems mad nice. That. Um, and he recently got engaged, too. Congratulations to him, too. Yes. But um, let's transition into uh, what you brought up earlier. Um, this warrior mentality that people believe that football players should have based on times of the past. Um, a lot of people go through um, anxiety and depression. Um, a lot of NBA players um, throughout the year, the um, past couple of years have come out, come out and said they've gone through it. Um, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, a few people. Um, but this is the first of me hearing that a football player speaking about um, coming out about their de- um, depression and anxiety. And um, that was Dak Prescott. You know, regardless of what we say, us New Yorkers and about the damn the damn Cowboys, like I said, nobody should be judged based on what they go through personally. Um, the man lost his brother, and it really affected him. But the suicide. Yeah. Whew. And just the fact that um, Skip Bayless had to take that he had was just like insane. Let, let me play it. I'm going to ask our audience to feel free to go ahead and condemn me if you choose as cold-blooded and insensitive on this issue. I have deep compassion for clinical depression. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the quarterback of an NFL team, you know this as well as I, better than I do. It's the ultimate leadership position in sports. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. Because of all that, I don't have sympathy for him going public with, I got depressed. I suffered depression early in COVID to the point that I couldn't even go work out. Look, He's the quarterback of America's team. And you know and I know, this sport that you play, it is dog eat dog. It is no compassion, no quarter given on the football field. If if you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability to believe in you in the toughest spots. And it definitely can encourage others on, on the other side. Yeah. To come after you, you throw an interception, you're going to hear, you depressed number four, you know, you get that yeah. sort of thing. You get sacked. How'd that feel? You getting down about it? You just can't go public with it, in my humble opinion. 
<sighs> um, a lot to unpack there. Um, Tay, I'll start with you. What are your even, thoughts on so what Skip Bayless said? To even like criticize someone who was battling who depression and anxiety after the death of their brother, all in the name of fucking football for a stupid ass trophy that the Dallas Cowboys ain't gonna win any motherfucking way. Like, let's be real here. Like, that was really toxic. And then we get into these conversations as to why men can't be upfront with their emotions and when they're going through anxiety, when they do feel less than and weak. This man mm-hmm. suffered a tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, his brother committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing nobody can tell me that's going to be oh, make it okay to criticize somebody who was upfront with their feelings. That makes them more of a leader. Then that toxic masculinity bullshit that gets nobody anywhere. You get what I'm saying? So Skip was 100% wrong. He should definitely apologize. And when his apology was whack, he didn't apologize to Dak Prescott either. And I feel like this paints a bigger problem that men can't feel vulnerable without their manlyhood, their manhood being questioned. You get what I'm saying? It's a big thing with black men as well, especially. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like Skip was out of place. Like, that's personal. You can rag on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys for a million things before you can rag on him about this. Yeah. Period. True. Wilkins. You sound like an absolute dumbass. Um, so, if you justify him, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Skip is an example of the cruel world. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Um, is it right? No, it's not right at all. But that's how the world is. There is this cold, cold mentality within society of people when it comes to speaking about your feelings mm-hmm. and. The examples he gave, I can see that happening. People talking shit, people talking uh, talking about that. But the way that Skip came off, it was very um, inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, you should have. He he. It it took courage to go public. Mm-hmm. It that's one thing that's, that he didn't acknowledge. That that's courage in itself to go public with it. Do I see what Skip is what, what, what Skip is trying to say? Yeah, but what is he trying to say? Well, he's trying to say it shows weakness, and but he, and but, being intercepted and being intercepted and you being one of the highest freaking paid quarterbacks in the league, and you have one of the best running backs in the league, and you guys haven't been able to do something that doesn't show weakness. But being open and vulnerable about something that's tragic, I can't even fathom my sister. Killing herself. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I know what what Skip is trying to say. It's fucked up because it's exactly what you're saying. It's the toxic masculinity that runs within the league. That's the issue. That's what he's pointing out. He he didn't verbalize in the right way at all. Where he didn't explain it. But the problem is that that that's the problem. When when somebody comes out and lets them know how how they feel about who they are, 
you're gonna get shit for it on the back end. It's not a bad. It's, it's nothing wrong with him. What he's saying, but what Skip was saying, and it was he shouldn't have said it. It was the fact that you got some fucked up people out there that that, that are gonna say like, oh, he, he he got what? More more people will be understanding about it, but you're gonna get emphasized like, yo, why are you why why are you talking about this? You couldn't work out. Get busy, especially old school mentality people, and we know a lot of those people. And, and, yeah. and it's sometimes it's it's fucked up because I can't express how I feel. And the thing about it, if my brother were to ever do that, I'm the same way like that. The same yeah. exact way. Worse. It, it, and the thing yeah. is, and it's it's him being human. But in this this fucked up world of toxic shit, you can't show that. It's sad. And that's and that's the brutal reality that he showed in in, 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 in that clip that we just saw. That's mm-hmm. the, the fucked up. That's the messed up reality of sports. Like it goes back to the Kansas City situation, where they're showing pure unity. It's not about football, and they're getting booed. Now imagine the locker room. Imagine the people that, that you're going to go, go up against. Once again, there's nothing that he did was wrong. He was courageous as hell, but it's. People are so messed up. People are heartless. You see how social media is. That's just, it's it's the cold world. It's just the cold world. But Skip has a platform, a massive platform. He has a voice that resonates across all over the world. So him saying that is giving, is justifying people doing messed up things. Yeah. That's my issue with. I understand what he's trying to say, but bro, you are you are low key justifying when people do do fucked up things. That's the that's the problem with those comments because he's justifying without justifying. And I feel for Dak because when you're in a anybody in a leadership position, they always tell you you got to be the strongest one. And that quarterback position is. Is the holy grail of football, isn't it? Yep. So it it, it takes a lot, but because you got to be mentally sharp, a ma- mentally sharp to be a to be a quarterback. And I, I don't care how good you, who you are. And there's another layer that comes upon that because he's a black quarterback, right? And being a black quarterback, they're looking for every way to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's going to go back to another point that they're going to have and about when we talk about who has to do that. I don't know if we want to go into it now. Or should I say it now? Mm-hmm. Is Dak has a lot to prove this season. Mm-hmm. He turned down some money because he wants more. So this him going public with this, there's nothing wrong with that. But Skip mm-hmm. saying that, you already you already putting a little something messed up on it already because now the owners can have a reason like oh well you know if he has a, let's say he has a bad season for this he won't they're like well you know he was a little messed up in early in the season we're not gonna give him a, a contract and and that's the messed up part of this of this game mm-hmm. this is business and it's strictly business and football people don't yep. care what what you go through and that and that's the sad part. 
Yeah. Um, it's again, as I said, a lot to unpack, and um, I. It's it's a lot, honestly. Just for somebody, like I said, I've lost a few friends to suicide, so I understand. Dak, I understand Dak. I lost, I lost one of my closest friends earlier this year. Um, we've all not not suicide, but just in general, we've all lost people this year. So for for somebody to lose somebody and somebody close to them, and then to be going through what they're going through and for you to one, now you're putting a target on that. You're putting a bigger target on that. Um, two, you're messing up Dak's money too. Like what you said, you're not, not even though Dak messed up his own money on his also doing whatever he was doing in terms of not taking the contract for every interception, every interception, every bad play he, he does. Somebody's going to be saying something. Skip put that, Skip put that target on his back. Then it's unacceptable. But and, and and it's and this is why, like Tavia said, this is why most men and especially black men don't come out with like when they have depression or anxiety or anything like that because they're gonna be judged. They're gonna be judged. Why? That's the stigma we have. As a black man, you're supposed to be strong all the time. Show no weakness. The moment you show no weakness, they're looking at you like you're a bitch. Should not be as... Un- it is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather a leader who could relate to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. whole, that whole puff my chest out type of bullshit, nonsense. Right. It doesn't scream leader to me. It's me to me. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know why people love Barack Obama so much? Because he was relatable. He was mm-hmm. emotional. You get what I'm saying? He he had a different... He wasn't a poster child of toxic masculinity. And I feel that was Kip Bayless did. I think that that was, like, a, like we've been saying, is an irresponsible use of his platform. It's yep. irresponsible. Because you mean to tell me that somebody's mental health pales in the comparison of what they get up and do on Sunday for a trophy? Right. Insane. It's stupid. Insane. Insane. And his apology was whack. It was. And I, I, I just read it, and, and it's it's really not worth reading because he basically – he let, I'm going to put it in terms most people would understand. Basically, he's saying – I'm sorry you couldn't handle the heat. That's basically what he said in his apology. Like, come on, bro. And people look at Skip Bayless like this this grand poobah. Like, I get he's right about certain things, but a lot of things he's wrong wrong about. And when people call him out, it's like, oh, no, you're being a hater. No. Bro's wrong. Period. Right. Period. Period. But we have to move forward and let's get into the um let's get into week one. So we saw that um we saw what um the um the Chiefs did to the Texans. Um people would think that the game was a lot closer than it was, but in actuality those most of those twenty points were just like, Oh, you can have these. 
Um, so let me let me go into some key games this coming week, this coming weekend. Let's start with the Dolphins and the Patriots. Cam Newton's debut for the Patriots, and he's basically playing for his football livelihood this season. Um, That's going to be an easy game. That's not a key game to me. Well, it's a key game because of for Cam. Just again, you got to start out. You got to start out right. You got to start out right. Like I said, hey. the biggest game of the week everybody's going to be talking about is the Saints versus the damn Patriots. I said one of the key games. Not I'm not talking about the biggest game of the week. I said the one of the key games because people are going to be looking at that Patriots game. Regardless, people are going to be looking at that Patriots game, regardless if it's against the Dolphins. People are going to be looking at that Patriots game just to criticize Dak every time. I'm mean, not Dak. I'm sorry, Cam. Yeah. Anytime he does something, you you know that you you definitely know that. <laughs> uh, the biggest game of the week is the New Orleans Saints versus the damn um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody don't care about the damn Patriots right now. We'll care about. But <laughs> it's it's the same thing we'll that he just about, said. We'll, we will care about Week Four, Week Five. But but mm-hmm. it's the same thing that he just said though. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the Bucks game to see if Brady adjusted right with with the new team and the new playbook. Right. So it's all I get what I get what um Dre is saying because look at it like Cam hasn't played in how long? A season. Yeah, hasn't see, played yeah. A, a whole season. That's a long time. But yeah. the beauty about it, his body got to rest. I always say that. Your body gets to rest. Resting is huge in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But is his mechanics good? How's his footwork? How how is he adjusting to the, a brand new playbook in the team? He has so much to prove this season. Yeah. And, he, and, can, he do. and the other thing people forget: can Bill Belichick win with somebody else not with somebody else named not Tom Brady? But that's not like the biggest news going into Week One, though. It, but it, it will be. It definitely will be. Why? Only because the litmus test for the um is so much harder than the Patriots because the the Bucks are going against the Saints, who were reportedly who we spoke about in the past. Were mm-hmm. wondering that we're going to give them the biggest problem. He's going against Drew Brees. Yeah. Okay. Who is the quarterback on the Dolphins this year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How y'all gonna see it's the biggest? <laughs> I said it's one of watching the first game. You gotta understand, <laughs> this has been no preseason. Um, oh, uh, practice is basically um touch football. Barely doing a full <laughs> contact game on a brand new team. He'll be okay. <laughs> He'll be okay. Yeah. Well, he bombs. Watch, watch it. Low key, I hope he does it. But if he bombs, well, I hope he doesn't bomb either yeah, because the AFC East, the AFC kind of whack. Yes, yes, yeah, true. But Would I, I would come on right now, even the Saints. Come on, guys, we gotta, we gotta talk about like more important stuff. <laughs> And that's also it's also important to me because um Cam Cam is my quarterback on my fantasy. <laughs> I know what you did that for. 
I, I got Big Ben too, so I'm pretty. I, I'll I'll be good this season. I, I'm I'm sure. I'm Who sure. Big Ben. I don't know about. I'm sure I'll be all right. I'm not looking for the super production for my quarterback position because um, <laughs> in our fantasy draft, people were picking quarterbacks in like the first round. I've never <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've never uh, seen my entire life. Ever, ever, ever. It's usually fifth, sixth, seventh round. And fifth is high still. People were picking quarterbacks in the first round. I'm like, oh, I know what type of time everybody about to be on in this in this league, bro. But um, you did state one of the um the, the biggest game of the week will be the Saints and the Bucks, mainly because of that quarterback battle. Not so much um Brady adjusting, but that that just in general that quarterback battle, Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. We don't have too many of those anymore. Remember, we had a point in time where we had, you can turn on the TV, oh, Peyton Manning is playing Drew Brees, Peyton Manning is playing Tom Brady, um, just a whole bunch of different quarterback matchups. This one is going to be a high-scoring game because I still don't believe in the Saints defense. I still don't believe in the Saints defense. I think, um, and the Bucks defense, <laughs> and the Bucks defense, they're good, but Again, you let um uh what's the you let Breeze get into his zone. That's about it, bro. He'll he'll throw it. No, he'll throw for, for four hundred easy. No, so. I think I think I think you're disrespecting Tom Brady right now. How so, Mister 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 Short Yardage, Tom? Um, <laughs> yeah, but when you have when you have a tight the tight ends that they have, that's mm-hmm. all you need in short yardage plays. And going through and going through that middle, open that bad boy up. Come <laughs> on. And they got so much speed on. They got they are they are like low key are kind of like the Chiefs. Where they got speed on all sides of the on both on, on both sides. Of the Tampa Bay? Yeah. Like cause because they got a lot of speed on that team. And this might be the most, besides when when Moss was playing, the most talented receiving tight end tight end group that that Tom Brady has ever had. Now, this is the talent most talented receiving core in general that Tom Brady has has had. Besides one with Moss, no, this one's better. This team no, is better. No, no. Moss Moss trumps all of them. Nick, all of them, all of them. They broke. He broke records with Moss. Let's relax. That's, 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 to Randy Moss. The that's goal. cute. That's cute. And Randy Moss is not the GOAT. And that's a whole different conversation. Who's the GOAT? Jerry, bro. You know this. <laughs> you know Jerry's a GOAT. <laughs> Don't play Jerry him. got longevity. That's all he got. <laughs> all right. And he got more discipline. Randy Moss, talent-wise, is the greatest. We we can get into that another time. We can get into that another time because we did an episode on it, and we clearly showed that uh, To was better, had better stats than Randy Moss. Had- I'm talking talent wise. To yeah. is my favorite wide receiver. Yes, I get favorite. that. But um, I'm, a, I'm I'm an Eagles fan. Don't look at him like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why because he came in and saved us. <laughs> Your tag team partner. <laughs> so, 
So, um, hey, boo. So, um, last qu- quick, um, quick question, um, and we're gonna move on and rapid fire. Who has the biggest, um, what player has the, um, the most approved this year? Um, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> What? Go ahead. What? And Dak Prescott. <laughs> we need one. I just need one. I just need one. I thought we do it first of all. I thought we do it one. We do it twenty. <laughs> Tay, give but me one. I give it to on one of them. I think Dak has a lot to prove this season. Mm-hmm. And Dak has a lot to prove. Brady um, Cam. Cam has a lot to prove. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I I think that the. I, let me say something. For some reason. The pressure is higher for Brady and Gronk than it is for the Patriots with under Belichick. But so so I so I'll hit you with this. Mm. People already believe in them in in some ways. And mm. they believe in Tom and they believe in Gronk. I don't think people believe in Cam. Yeah, because he choked in the Super Bowl. Exactly. So I don't think they, they, so they so you know, I mean, and uh, another another quarterback, and this is my team's quarterback, Carson Wentz, has a lot to prove this this season as well. So trash, bro. But bro, but bro is literally about to demolish Washington's football team this 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 week. Let me say something, right? Does that count? Carson Wentz. <laughs> It's trash. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because how is he trash? How is he trash? How is he Because he can't, first of all, he can't stay healthy. That, that, no, you can't yes. use that. You can't yes. use that. Yes, 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 because let me say something. They had the chance to go with their Super Bowl winning quarterback, and they chose Wentz over him, and Wentz underproduced. And what did Foles do? What if Foles do that? Super Bowl. What you mean? No, I'm talking about when he went to another team. He won when the he Super Bowl. He won when the he went to another team, what did he do? Nothing. He won the Super Bowl. That's what Nothing. he did. And what Carson Winston would get injured. Come on. But what did Nick Foles do after they, 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 had to go, they had to go to a high school football gym to find another quarterback and people on your damn team? They had to piece together a team with, with little giants from here and there. And, here. and we still did our thing. Yeah. We still did our thing. Once again, <laughs> once again. <laughs> What did Nick Foles do when he went to the Jaguars? Nada. Nothing. Well, what has Carson Wentz did, done his whole career? But he won. We have won games. The okay, year we won the big game. But we won. Carson Wentz won the big game. So let's not go there. Okay? No, just like I do. Y'all want to use Nick Foles? Huh? Nick Foles, but you know what Nick Foles has that Carson Wentz doesn't have? What? A game in the damn Super Bowl. That's what he has. So he played. He was there. He got a ring. Fifteen and zero, and we lose the damn Super Bowl, right? So cares about the fifteen and zero. You care about the one that you didn't win. How about that? Carson Wentz is trash. No. no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. 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 He's not.
And they stupid. No, they stupid. Somebody picked them. Somebody picked them up. We reserve at the week four. So they smart. I'm not taking that chance. Excuse me. Anyway, we had a lot to prove last year. You know what? And he did, a, he did a fine job. Last year. That's over. He did a fine job last year. Oh, man. Almost doesn't count. Because so, everybody was talking about the Titans. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? Nobody was talking about the Eagles. But we still did what they we had to do. Like a <laughs> we three this, this, guys, this could be a... At Wawa. Yeah. Two days before he played, and that's what this, he's doing right now. This this could be an argument, but I want to see where who's the quarterback for the Washington football team. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? I think I'm the quarterback from the Washington football team. I don't know. Like, no, you said who cares? Who cares about the Eagles? You, but I do. Exactly. That's what matters. Carson Wentz got a lot to prove to you, not to me, because I know I know where he is going to be a week four, week five. So, so let's just like me. <laughs> so let's move on from 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 that, and let's go into some NBA. I didn't even get a chance to say why people got to prove themselves this year. So, Dre, before you cut me, let me finish my point. Thank you. So, like I said, Tom Brady has the most to prove this year. Because Cam Newton has that margin for error that Tom Brady doesn't have. Jim Roethlisberger also. Here he go. There he go. Don't talk that bullshit now. There he go. What you think about Carson Wentz, Matt? Yeah. What you think about Carson Wentz? What do I think about who? Carson Wentz. I think that they paid him way too. I think they paid him way too much money. You you think he got anything to prove this year? Uh, he he has something to prove every year because he's he's injury prone for one, but and they have so much high expectations for in Philly, so he has something to prove every year. He's in a he's in a market where yeah, if you huh, he has something to prove to Philly fans like Wilkins. He has something to prove to yeah, he has something to prove to Philly fans. Who do you think has the he most has to something prove to prove to Philly fans because? Uh, honestly, the right answer would be Tom Brady because he's he's been gifted all these offensive weapons, right? So it's like if you don't have like a stellar season, which is like downright impossible for him to not have with all these weapons that he has, but. It, 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 he has something to prove because it's, it's more or less he's at the end of his career and he's going to have that stigma of can he win without Bill Belichick in, in that system. Agreed. So he has the most to prove this year. I think that Cam Newton has but a wider margin Bill, for Belichick error. got something to prove too. Yeah, Mar- Cam Newton has a wider margin for error than Tom Brady. Hello? I think I think um, Cam Newton is going to be just fine. They win in that division. Oh, where did Matt go? I have no clue. Anyway, hmm. next. 
<laughs> so yeah, Carson Wentz. Oh my god. He started every game last season, first of all. It wasn't a good moving every forward, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. Let's get into some basketball stuff. We got um so with the uh we spoke about it last week about Stephen A comparing Nash's hire to white privilege and uh we were all pretty much in disagreement with it. And um but Steve Nash has responded. And I'm gonna play um a little bit of the clip, a little bit of his interview. With uh with Rachel Nichols of the jump, and he's explain he's explaining that um why people well he, let me just now there was some criticism of the Nets hiring you. There's so much attention now, rightly so, on giving people of color opportunities. There's critics who have said that you quote skip the line for this opportunity. This opportunity. What is your response to having heard all that? Well, they're both valid discussions. You know, I mean, I think skipping the line, and frankly, I did skip the line. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are grinding, trying to make a career for themselves as coaches. Um, I think this is a little unique in that I, I led NBA teams for, for almost two decades. So uh, very few people per- perhaps can say that they had that um, opportunity or perspective. But, uh, you know, I did, and I have to own that. And, you know, I'll have to catch up in many ways and grow. I think I have a unique perspective, like I said, but I, I definitely have a lot to learn as well, and I have to have a great support system and, and build a team together. So that that is, you know, that, that that's one side of the debate. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I fucking love Canadians, bro. I love Canadians. I love that shit. That is that is. That that is great to hear. All of that is so, so great to hear. Right. So we're gonna start with you, Matt. Um your your complete thoughts on what Nash um his response to uh well part of his response to the critics. Look what he said is partially the reason of why I love Steve Nash as a person. He understood what what was being said about him, he understood the situation. Granny him getting that job might not have been white privilege, but it is an example of white privilege. Why? Because he, he he's blanketly said it. I skipped the line. I skipped the line. And it's not just necessarily black coaches that he skipped that, that have a better resume than he does. He skipped the line of a lot of people that have a far better resume than he does. But he was gifted the opportunity of an already made playoff contending team, whereas a lot of coaches don't get that luxury. So I, I, I applaud Steve Nash, and I and I and I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm 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 very looking forward to what he's gonna accomplish in Brooklyn. I'm I'm optimistic to it. I'm 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 not gonna rule it out and say like this shit is trash. He's going. He's going. Jason Kidd, the situation, or Isaiah Thomas, the situation. I'm not going to say that because I know Steve Nash has the has the supreme basketball IQ to get the Brooklyn Nets to the promised land. With the talent that they have, they have all of what it takes to be a powerhouse in the East and compete with that Milwaukee team, to compete with that Boston team, to compete with that Miami team. Like they have what it takes. They just need the right staff to and, 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 and the right backing to, to to get them to that place. Steve Nash is a great is, is a great choice. 
I'm looking forward to it because the man IQ is, is is above and beyond. I'm just well, excited he 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 admitted to it. Wilkins, your thoughts? Um, I think people forgot the part where he said 20 years in the league, been being in around in around the league plays a factor as well. I mm-hmm. respect Steve Nash a lot because he didn't try to go around the question. He was like, "Yeah, you know what? This plays a factor into into." what I've done, but he didn't, but he also made sure that he was like, I've done stuff too. Yeah. And I'm willing to work to make sure things, things go well. And Matt raised a good point. A lot of people who are probably more qualified than him wouldn't have gotten a team like that. That's already pre-built, ready, ready for war. But I remember I spoke to you guys in the chat. Mm-hmm. Steve is connected, and white privilege does play a factor in that. He knows, he knows, he knows people. Mm-hmm. This, why does it have to be white privilege, though? Yeah, and, and, why couldn't it be? Why couldn't it be that he knows people? Why did it have to be? The thing is, like, I, I'm tired of like he skipped the line in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Not white, not black, not just white and black. He skipped the line in front of everybody. Okay, but name a black person that has. That has that opportunity to have already made things. Yeah, but the thing off, is, a lot of let's not let's be real here too. It's bigger it's than just being Steve Nash. It's, it's, it's not as if it's not as if he was a bum ass player on the fucking team, right? We're not now, saying it's not that. Somebody. It's, it's the resume, Tay. It's the resume. That's all he it is. Also has to you gotta look thing. past the part of he it being also, Steve I'm Nash. not looking past anything. It could be Steve Blake, and I would say the same thing. It's not. People wouldn't say the same thing if it was Steve Blake over Steve Nash. Yes, the hell I would. You wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm not. You'd be like, Blake, oh, okay. With Steve Nash, you'd be like, well, you know what? I get it. I got it. I don't know why anybody else did. I got it. But, I got one. But. but there's a sprinkle of white privilege in there. I don't think it's that that's why he got the job. I think it's about who he knows. Exactly. At the end of the day, my homie is the GM of the team, is the head of basketball operations. Right. And I've always, I've and always said to be, And Steve Nash just happens to be white. So say if it was Steph Curry, right? And he happened to be cool with the director of basketball operations, right? I would accept. I would expect them to do the same thing with Steph, with a Steph Curry and a Clay Thompson. But I think what the bigger problem is is that right or wrong. No, you're right. You're right. Well, but the I'm bigger problem is wrong. I'm, the problem is it's the situation. All right, I'm gonna look. We got we got to look past the part that it's Steve Nash, right? Say if it was a regular player was just white and got the job and he and, and he does not have no resume. Then I would it say been a, that. It could have been then a... Then I would say that. Then I would scream white. That's what I'm telling you, Tay. Look the problem past is, the part that it's Steve Nash. That's the problem. But you got to look past the part that it's Steve Nash. We can't take the Steve Nash out the equation. That's the problem. If it was anybody else, I feel, right? Because Jason Kidd got a great team what when he came into team? the league. Yes, he did. You talking about an out-of-shape Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett? But he had a decent team. But the thing is, but, we're talking about KD and hold Kyrie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. KD and Kyrie. Wait, wait, because when Jason Kidd got – Jason Kidd literally retired and got a job. Literally retired and got a job. Well aware of that. 
But that team well, and was Doc a Rivers, Doc Rivers got a great team as well. Orlando? What but, but he just when he went in. That Orlando team was not made to go go nowhere in when, when Doc Rivers got that Orlando like, team. You use the Jason Kidd example, right? It's who you know in the league. It's who you know. But the problem is, it's but the problem is, is a lot of times, Steve Nash was white. Yeah, but a lot of times, um, who you know and who they're connected, who the brotherhood is, it's a bunch of white dudes. That's the problem. But does that make it right? So it doesn't make it right. All right then, but that and that's but if the it problem. Was, if it was Steph Curry, if it was if it was Steph Curry, Jason Kidd. If LeBron stepped off and got that team, will we say it, the thing is it's privilege, but we can't say it's white privilege. It's player privilege. It just has it just happened to be his home. He just happened to be white. We can't take the Steve Nash out of this equation. We can't so, do it. So you say who he so what he was on his teams. So are That's you true. saying it, it, it cannot be used as an example of white privilege, whether or not he got so. it, Me whether, whether or not he like, got it because of white privilege? Jason Kidd had a really a pretty decent team when he became the head coach, too. We don't know what Kyrie and Kevin were getting this year. Let's be real here, too. We're, we're saying that they that they're a super team and stuff like that too. We don't know what they're not a super team. They're not a super team. we don't know what position they're going to be in next year. And to be honest with you. When you have somebody with more experience, you give them a weaker team because you know they have the skills to build them up because they have the resume to do so. When I have a team that I feel is ready-made, if I give them somebody that doesn't have that much experience to me, I'm going to expect them to do a little bit all right, a little bit better. Listen. It's privilege. It's a little. It's a little bit of everything. I think it's a sprinkle of white privilege. I don't think it's a hundred percent. A sprinkle of white privilege. I said this is an example. I'm not saying he got the job. I'm the. I'm always the the blade, the trailblazing social justice warrior every week. And if I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm saying I don't. I can't take the Steve Nash greatness out of this. Now, granted, I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. I don't root for the Brooklyn Nets. I can give less than a damn about the Brooklyn Nets. Let's be real here too. Are you a Knicks fan? Is that what it is? No, it has nothing to do with that. Oh, the reason it's a, why it's a different tie to it. It's a personal issue. It's a personal to do with social justice as well, because of what the Barclays Center did to Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so it's coming from. It's like yeah, I do say privilege, but it's the privilege of having a homie in the right place. I think that's the bigger thing, and but it but it also comes down to why can't more black coaches get more opportunities? I think that's it. it raises it raises. I don't think particularly. It's always Steve Nash, who you know. It's I don't think who you know. But the thing about it is who you know is a bunch of white people. We all know that. We all know that. But why can't more black coaches get into those rooms to get those opportunities and get? And find and, and and meet new people. It, it's that's the bigger issue that we I'm need to. Still gonna pick if Steve, if my homie is Steve Nash, and he has 18 years of experience being a floor general. He's one of the most decorated point guards of all time, and he worked with the Golden State Warriors, the, their team, as a player, a player development consultant. That's nothing to sneeze at. 
Does he get a I, ring when you work yeah. with a team like that? Yeah, he got a ring. I think even with um even in saying that, he's you want somebody like Steve Nash who's already worked with your your superstar already. He's already worked with KD. He's already had time spent with KD. So he understands how KD thinks. And then, like I said, as a point guard, there's almost, unless you got Maddox Johnson coaching your team, there's not too many other great point guards who's going to be able to get get inside your point guard's head and teach him how to lead better. My biggest issue with Kyrie is his, his lack of leadership. Excuse me. That's my biggest issue with Kyrie, his lack of leadership. So having someone like Steve Nash come in and get into the head of your point guard, let him learn this is how you lead a team. But it can't be nothing but good for Brooklyn moving forward as long as they're all together. Now, what like like Tay said as well, what we're going to get out of them, that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole different story because the East has buffered up since the beginning, uh, since for the past two years, the East have been getting, you know, they've been saying their prayers in their vitamins. So we just gotta, uh, we gotta see where that goes, honestly. And um, like I said, I get both sides of the argument, but if it's anybody with, you know, with some type of experience, I'd rather have a point guard that has been an all-star MVP level type point guard as my leader than somebody who's who's been coaching behind somebody for 30 years. Let's be real. But people people talk about white privilege. They say that Steve Nash is this is a, an example of white privilege, but nobody's mad that Mike Woodson went back to being the assistant coach of the Knicks. Lord, Nobody's not mad about that, I don't know why he did that. Nobody's oh. not mad about that. He's trying to get a check. That's what he is. Why he went back? It's like we can't, we can't scream white privilege for everything. We can't. I'm sorry, we can't. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things. Like if he was like Brian Scalabrese or one of the other random people who, oh, my man, the the white mamba Brian Scalabrese, then I'd be like, wait, who? <laughs> but like Steve Nash, like he skipped a lot in front of black and white alike. Mm-hmm. And he, he and he admitted that. And just to to uh, play the other clip, and then we'll move forward. Um, check- side, you know, look, this is a terrible time. Uh, we're realizing more and more that there's great injustice in our communities. Um, you know, I, I as a as a, a white man, whether we want to admit it or not, we we. We benefit uh, from white privilege. You know, we, we do, and mm-hmm. we have to Absolutely. admit that on that. We don't have to pay for the sins of of the people that came before us, but we can make a huge impact on the future. So, for me, uh, I'm sensitive to the topic. I'm a big ally and supporter for racial justice, mm-hmm. for equality, and I want to be here and I want to support not only the great work that the Sai family is doing, the pledge they've made within the organization and in the community to make change and a very meaningful and incredible pledge um, but also the coaches association who have been i think great leaders you know my college teammate lloyd pierce has been leading that in many ways uh, incredibly mm-hmm. proud of him and i want to be here for as an ally and a component of that fight for for what's right you know it's just 
right and wrong, and there's no room for inequality. And we may not fix it all at once, but we can make change. And together, we have to, you know, follow the size lead, follow the coaches lead, and I'll be an ally in all those fights. He looks old as hell. God damn. <laughs> he's, he's never mind. Um, he ate but, like a broom, bro. Like a but, but one thing, but one thing you will this did though is raise awareness. Because maybe this wasn't white privilege exactly, but it raised awareness. Like, yo, maybe we need to figure out how to better hide, get more black coaches opportunities in this league. I think that's the biggest thing that came out of this. It raised awareness. Mm-hmm. But it, not that, Mark Jackson, because he just sit his ass the fuck down. The who? Mark she Jackson. Not, not Mark Jackson. <laughs> Why don't you like you Mark it. Jackson? He's homophobic. Oh. But he wasn't like, he, he was not like out there and this is like I don't get it, bro. Like I can get it. Like people are gonna have their beliefs, whether it's ignorant or not. So, so how would you feel if Belichick said he didn't want black people in his locker room? How the hell would you feel about that? How would you feel about that? That's Did not you hear right. him say that. That's what happened. And he never Did denied it. Him say it. He didn't, I didn't know he never said it either. It was sad. So I'm going to, so uh, we're going to bring that question up next week as well. Like, why exactly? Because, you know, we've touched on it. We haven't really deep dived into it. So we're going to touch on it next week. Why Mark Jackson? That And that's exactly what we're going to start with next week, too. Why Mark Jackson does not have a, a job in the NBA. Because again, police said that you, you don't want homosexuality. Come on, come on, man, please. Listen, listen. That's that's the reason why. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was that was the issue. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Yeah. You can't be have that feeling and people know about it within the league, and that comes out and you're because as the coach, you're the face of the franchise somewhat. Mm-hmm. So you can't have a guy in that high of a position being homophobic. That's not going to work. You can't get a job. Sit your ass down, do your commentary, and that's it. <laughs> homophobic is as bad as racism. Point blank. Yes, it is. Yeah. So if you feel that way, you can't be in the league. Point blank. Because there's plenty of gay people in the locker room. Plenty of gay players is going to be in your locker room that you don't know about. Yeah. But uh, my thing is, if he was seen as homophobic, he wouldn't have a job. Period. Not even commentating. That's my view on it. But like I said, I don't think that's not necessarily he, true. That is necessarily you know those true. Guys, no, I'll, you know those. Let me so tell you something. You don't think no. NBC and ESPN is a no. is a bigger powerhouse than anything else that, that no? Because let me tell you why. There's that's, there's guys on that NFL um Sunday kickoff that have very conservative anti-gay beliefs and they still have jobs i think but i think the nfl we we spoke about this too i think the nfl and nba ran very differently and especially with the nba's connection to disney i'm i'm pretty sure if if, exactly they it was it came out that he said this stuff I didn't hear no soundbite of it or nothing. It was just. But the thing is, not in my locker room. I didn't hear him say, I don't want no gay people in my locker room. He just said, not in my locker room. That's all I saw. Listen, and this is my opinion. I know we have to move on, but it hasn't come out officially. It's been rumors about it, so he can still keep his 
commentary job because it's not a huge, it's not a huge part of of a team. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this right now. If he became a coach, and that's it's gonna spread like wildfire within Twitter. He'll lose his job. Nobody wants to deal with that. If if he became a coach, receipts will start flying out. Exactly. Nobody wants to deal with that. So it was bad enough that he got blackballed. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So um let's get into the playoffs. This week in the playoffs has been something else. I have, I, to, I, have I have to step off for I have to step off for a minute. Go ahead. This 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 whoa of uh, man. <laughs> let's get into the man that don't play with people kids. My man's uh Jimmy Buckets. I told y'all at the beginning that this man don't play with people, kids. And granted, we look crazy <laughs> on Monday talking about the sweep, but a gentleman's sweep is fine too. I'll take that. My dad said five. I was saying four. I was ready. Ah, boy, boy, I was ready for the parade. It, it, it was just going to be a parade just for what we've been saying about Giannis <laughs> most of the time. But, um, the Heat is eight and one in the playoffs. Um, the only other team with a uh, a close record like that is the Lakers, and they're I believe they're eight and two. So, um, the um the Miami Heat will be playing the Boston Celtics, who just won their game seven last night. Um, what I'm worried about Boston is that they should have closed it out. Earlier, and they should have closed it out. They should have closed it out in four because they would have they would have guaranteed won that next game if they if OG Ananobi wouldn't have hit that shot. That was a momentum changer. That was a momentum changer. And nobody expected Kyle out. Well, I'm I'm not gonna say OJ. I I, I'm not gonna say I didn't expect OJ to play like how he played because Mm -hmm. he was hurt last year. So Mm -hmm. they, they they had two big guys that can that. You know that can dominate and do what they can do to help out Kawhi, but he went out last year, so you didn't really see the potential on what he was what he was capable of doing in the postseason. So it, it, I I felt like it was evenly matched. It was just that they had dogs on that Boston team, mm-hmm. dogs. Jalen Brown, nothing to fuck with. Jason Tatum, nothing to fuck with. That the um the the the, the fucking Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Nothing to fuck with. My man mm-hmm. stepped the fuck up in that series. Um, I, and, and it was just some. It, honestly, they should have closed it in five. I, I felt five because I knew Toronto wasn't gonna lay down, and it was gonna be a back and forth. It's just Boston had the extra. But Toronto, I, you got to give credit to 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 old, and you got to give credit to Kyle Lowry who showed the fuck up and and, and shocked the shit out of me. Cause you know how much shit I be talking about Kyle Lowry. We all be talking shit about. We all be talking shit about Kyle Lowry. He showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 bigs did what they're supposed to. Pascal mm-hmm. showed up, but I felt like he could have did more. Pascal showed up late. Yeah, but he, he showed up. Did, he showed up late. Like I said, so. I felt like he could have did more. But um, like I said, we all we all foresaw Boston getting out of that series, and 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 I'm shocked it went seven. I'm not disappointed, uh, but 
we all saw Boston getting getting the series, but the real story that we really need to talk about is your boy. No, well, we'll we'll get into that in a second. Wilkins, what do you think about this matchup, Boston and Miami? Um, it's gonna be a tough series. Uh, I think this is gonna come down to mentality. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand, so I was never a Bucks fan because I thought the Bucks were very one dimensional. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because once you close up the middle, Giannis is done, and the team can't do much. The reason mm-hmm. why they won that that one particular game was because they saw a three point. We all saw it, but it was mostly Middleton, and he said, you know, he stepped behind the line, done his thing, and but doesn't they had nothing much after that. It was kind of like we're going to empty out the game, empty out the tank, and then shoot this. Now I'm not surprised Boston and Toronto went to seven. Because you're talking about a team who's trying to prove something that Kawhi wasn't the reason why they went to the championship. This is a team that that has, you know, championship grit. They were mm-hmm. they went up against the Warriors, one of the best teams ever put to ever play. It, that one mm-hmm. play in the league, so they had championship grit. I'm not surprised when it's a game seven. Now, when it comes to Miami versus Boston, Miami has an edge. They are mentally tough. I do not think Boston is mentally that tough. Because if they were, they would have closed out that fu- this series, like, like Matt said, at like five games. Mm-hmm. They don't have that mentality. And we also need to give Eric Spolter his flowers. People not putting respect on this coach's name. Mm-hmm. And because he's supposed to be done, isn't he? After LeBron left, after you know the big three breaks up, mm-hmm. he still he was still doing his thing in Miami. Right, Miami. I think they only missed the playoffs, but since um, the Heatles run uh, three times, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. three times. But but they yeah. still. But it was, and I think that the time that they missed was like after they broke up. So you kind of got to rebuild the team. And and the and times Pat after they broke. And the times after they, and the crazy thing, the times after they missed, they were missing. They missed it by like a few games, not anything crazy where they were at the bottom of the league. They were missing playoffs by by a few games. Not nothing to where it, it looked crazy. Right, uh, I, I get all the Miami love, but it, it, it's all cute and all. But we're not gonna pretend like. They didn't fuck up in their series either because they should have. They should have swept. Of course, Milwaukee Bucks. of course. So they played oh. sloppy towards the end. We're not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. This is not gonna glorify the Miami Heat like they didn't make some key mistakes. And apart from them- you, though, Matt. Apart from you and me, though, people didn't see Miami winning that series at all. I did. I saw that shit. I, 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 saw, that. Shit. I, I saw these. I saw. I said I Miami's getting to the finals. Right, I, I said, if I'm, you want to go back to episodes that we had in January, February, everybody was saying how, oh, it's not only Giannis, it's a whole team. You get what I'm saying? But I, even though I feel like Miami mm-hmm. should have been able to take care of them, mm-hmm. you, know what I'm saying? you can never predict when people get a hot streak. Yeah, Chris Middleton finally made an appearance. Exactly, been a long time coming. He showed the fuck up. He showed out. But 
it, he showed up and showed out around the time Giannis went down. So that that leads me to ask this question: How much better is that Bucks team if Giannis is not holding up, holding the ball as much? The team is trash. No, but they 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 made it they made it competitive when Giannis well, went down. Well, I can tell you something because I watched the ball moved I watched around more. Well, that too, but I watched the game and like I said, the Heat the the Bucks pushed and wanted that game more than the Heat did. But if you really watch the game, the shots that the Heat were taking or the same shots that they were hitting every other every other game in the series and every other game in the playoffs. And they only lost the game by three points. So I get what you're saying. We're not trying to glorify because they messed up. But if we're gonna be real and, and look at it, like I said, they didn't take shot. They didn't take shots that, weren't, you know, that were bad shots. That's just like um, Boston yesterday. Boston yesterday, they were shooting ass yesterday for the most part, and these are shots that they usually make. They were wide open, and they wasn't hitting them. Same with Kemba, too. So, um, but the Heat no. really proved that they're really not nothing to fuck with. If but, but my thing is, if they, make, like that. if they make the same mistakes that they made in that, in that, in that Milwaukee series against that Boston team, who are far more talented and have more offensive weapons and not mm-hmm. necessarily stagnant on the half-court offense, mm-hmm. they are going to have problems. They and lack I'm, grit, though. Right. That Boston team is soft. I'm not going to say that they lack grit because Jason Tatum is a fucking monster and Jalen Brown is a monster and Marcus Smart is a monster. That'll mean they're not soft. I don't think – okay – and then if Gordon Hayward is playing, then that, that's another that's that another. adds the softness. That adds the extra tissue to the softness, bro. From when I'm getting all three of y'all, choosing Miami. I chose Miami at the beginning of the year so to, y'all, to, y'all, to to take well, the East in general. Y'all, y'all, so. y'all, take, y'all taking Miami? I am taking I, Miami. I'm taking Miami as well because they're mentally tougher. I you got like. You you said it. You said it. They should have cleaned up that series in five games the most. All right. Toronto is talented. No, I'm not talking about the taking them to the brink like that. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to make it seem like Toronto wasn't already a playoff team before Kawhi before Kawhi got there. So they had. They have the experience to do. They weren't a championship. Oh, you mean LeBronto? LeBronto. Cause that's what they was, because you you know, and I ain't gonna get into it, but you you know, we all know what Toronto was before Kawhi got there. Yeah, so LeBron was dominating that team, right? But I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not sleeping on that Boston team. My my cho- my choice is Boston in seven. I think I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna love you mm-hmm. if I'm a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. So. I can really see Boston in the finals with the Lakers. Yeah. That's big money. For the NBA. Oh my God. Right. We're in the bubble and one of the two of the most historic teams in NBA right. are right. going against each other. Like, uh, 
I, I see, wanna... I, I see that bull, I see that bullshit happening too. I go, hold y'all, and I'm, I'm gonna be mad as hell. I'm like, we all know it's supposed to be LeBron versus his past, not LeBron versus the damn cat, the damn Celtics. But the Celtics got a preview of what they're gonna be dealing with in terms of dealing with Miami. Because if you look at Miami and you look at Toronto, they're built the same. They're, they're built almost the same, but you know, less bigs is less bigs because the um the bigs on um on Toronto are very skilled. But in terms of defense and length, yeah, yeah. Boston got a preview of what they're gonna be dealing with. So and Timber got to he he got to he, he's gonna have to do more than fucking five points in fifty two minutes. I'm sorry, especially in in this series because I see Tyler my Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero mm-hmm. and, and 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 the Dragon ain't nothing to fuck with. So. <laughs> they go they go light that backcourt up. No, we're getting to that now. We're definitely getting to that right now. Is that so, y'all that y'all was talking about all season long? <laughs> And also, Giannis unfollowed everybody on his team. Wait, what? Giannis unfollowed every member of his team on. How old is he? Fourteen? Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) He's going. He's going. Sports gossip news. Like you can't say whatever to stuff like that. No, that's huge. That's because it's happened. Because it's happened before. Because like Braun has done the same thing, and and KD's done the same thing, and I'm just like, so we know what's about to. We know what's about to happen. We know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah, he about to resign and be the most paid Milwaukee Buck of all time. That's what's about to happen. Bro, they work. Bro, imagine he working us. That's what I'm saying. He probably working it. I don't think he's going nowhere. But if I he would do, know. if he I'm going do, to go to, I'm going to go to state. Go to state. It's nigga. It's no, I'm going to. Like, it's over. I'm going with the light skin. I'm going. I'm going with the light skin bad bitches of the West, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine if he goes to Golden State. It's over. You have Giannis, all over Wiggins, again. Steph, and, and you got Clay. And then your draft pick, whoever you pick, one, you pick in second in the draft this year. So when he comes, actually, that player is going to be I okay. <laughs> that would be OD, bro. They're going to go 82 and 0. They're not going to run rough shot because, you know, LeBron is still in the league and, and he has Anthony Davis. Bro, they're going to put, they're about to put Giannis, they're about to put Giannis at the damn center. They, they, need, to have, they need to have uh, Giannis at the Lakers. It's not going to. AD is soft. They're not going to AD be. AD what? AD is soft. AD is soft. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he got some he got some charming in him too. No, he got sure. some, some downing fabric. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, I ain't going to hold you. We'll we'll get to the late we'll get to the Lakers momentarily. Now, the Clippers. All right. Let's be real. We all thought most of us thought this was going to be a competitive series, but the Clippers were supposed to sweep the Denver Nuggets. I don't hear uh, nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. Uh, it was going to be competitive, uh, but Denver does not know how to close out games. So uh, that's why I thought the Clippers were going to 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 sweep them. Now, I thought I the Clippers. Five, right? Yes, I said five. I said five. you said five. Um, that's because Murray was balling. Right. So now it's six. Now it could be six. 
Tay, what do you think about these these uh, these Clippers and the dollar value wings that they have I'm on their not team? A not named, <laughs> not named Kawhi Leonard. I'm sorry, not named Kawhi Leonard. I'm this not a, George. This there's only two things I like about the Clippers, and that's Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. And it used to be Blake Griffin. I don't like mm-hmm. anything about the Clippers. <laughs> I don't like that team at all. I, I like, like Kawhi, but you know what I don't like about Kawhi? When Kawhi messes up, mm-hmm. people, don't, people don't hold him accountable the same way that they'll hold a LeBron accountable, a KD accountable, uh, a James Harden accountable. They don't hold Kawhi accountable. Kawhi's not a real superstar. Exactly. He's quiet. You hardly notice him. <laughs> like, he's like the quietest 30 piece I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's, yeah. not, he's not. He's not an in-your-face superstar. He doesn't even want to be a superstar, really. He's not flashy at all. Are y'all kidding me? Kawhi is not flashy at all. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. He's not the prototypical right. superstar, but I think he is a superstar. But that doesn't mean that he's not to be held accountable when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. No, I'm not oh, oh, no, no, that's no, not what we're saying. No, he's supposed to. We're not saying that. You saying people are not holding him accountable? What the hell does that mean? No, you saying people are not holding him accountable because you barely noticed that he's there. He's under the radar. He's under the radar. That's why. He's not under the radar. He's a two-time final MVP, and he's under the radar. Unfortunately, yes. Especially his first MVP, you almost didn't know. You you had to sit there and think, how the fuck did he get that? <laughs> like you really had to think about it. And then you look at the stats, like, oh, oh, I don't know why people say, oh, he shut down LeBron. LeBron had twenty. He was averaging twenty-eight. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But that that's neither here nor there. But yeah, mm-hmm. Kawhi's the most. He's like, he's legit a silent killer. Mm-hmm. He's silent. You don't. You don't. He's not. But that, what does that nothing. have to do with holding him accountable when he can't close out a game with his team? Holding him accountable. Well, you need to talk to Max Kellerman, who thought, who said that he's the best clutch player, even better than Kobe Bryant. So I mean, you need to talk to Max Kellerman about that shit. No, I'm talking y'all about it. I don't know him. So at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I never really sat there and said, the, "Oh, you could be the quietest player on the court, right?" Uh, but when you couldn't close in a crucial game to close out a series, right? Why isn't why aren't people bringing him the heat like they brought? Keep that y'all always say keep that same energy, right? Mm-hmm. So why didn't they keep that? Why are we keeping giving Kawhi the same treatment that we would have given that we gave Giannis, that we give LeBron, that we give KD, that we give these people? He's on that echelon. I don't care. He could not, he could be a mute, but he, his skills are on that same echelon. So you got to keep that same energy. We can't preach keep the same energy. And when it comes to Kawhi, we don't. All right. So then my, my question to you is it's ass. So my question to you is what is Kawhi not doing right? It's not about what he's not doing right, but last night wasn't his night. The series wasn't really his series either, like that. Apart from one or two games. So it's not about what he's not doing right, but holding him accountable the same way as LeBron has the that people are already coming for the pitch for. Look at y'all player favorite player, Paul Pierce. After LeBron and them lost games, <laughs> I'm about to throw my phone at the wall. After they lost one game to the Portland Trailblazers, right? People was like, "Oh, he can't be in the goat conversation because of one game." Kawhi oh. had an off couple of games, and I don't, I hear crickets. This is true. 
She's not lying. That's the problem. She's not lying. Yeah, me like I'm. Why do y'all get so defensive? Like when? No, she didn't. She didn't say us. She didn't say us. So, so I didn't attack the bro for having a bad game. This is this is what it is. I I clearly explained my point. And I said, we always preach keep the same energy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm keeping the same energy. Personal. Forget what when a woman says how she feels in an aggressive voice, right? That means that I'm personally attack. I'm not personally attacking anybody on the screen. That's what this is wrong. Easy killer. I'm saying, and we're saying keep the same energy. Yeah, keep the same energy. I've been keeping the same energy. I've one criticism about Kawhi from nobody on this podcast. We barely even talk about him. Other than Listen, he is. this is what it is. LeBron's a mega LeBron is the GOAT. LeBron is the king of the league. He gets, he's going to take all the criticism. Well, Should Kawhi, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Should Kawhi get more criticism? Yeah, you should. Whoa, 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 whoa. Offsides, clipping, technical foul, boom. Who the hell criticized LeBron since this, since this playoff series? Since all the playoffs started, we're not talking about no, us. no, 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 no. no, no, no. You, I said after no. game one, of, no, clearly because you didn't hear what I said. I said I after game one of the Portland series, Paul, that's a y'all favorite player, Paul Pierce, got on TV and said that because they're not Paul Pierce. My question is, who on this show has critiqued LeBron when he scored twelve points or seventeen points in the series? None of us have. Because why? There's a bigger picture. They won. The Clippers is we we know them as a whole. They've been they've been like they 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 maneuver whenever they maneuver, huh? That your point. You you lost me. My point so is nobody yeah. said anything about anybody on this podcast criticizing LeBron. I'm asking you a question. You I didn't say that you said it. You know, I, asked I can you a never question. finish my point. Y'all always. After game one, we had this whole long freaking um, thread on the page. People saying LeBron ain't this, this, that, this, 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 that. Right or wrong? I didn't say you. I didn't say Dre. I said people. Listen, LeBron's a mega superstar. We've never criticized Kawhi. Never. Tate. LeBron is yes, a mega superstar. He's gonna take the bulk of the criticism. I'm not only we're not only talking about LeBron. We're talking about all these other plays that we've been. No, bringing you're right, and, and, I'm, and I'm gonna get to come I've I've been hard on Luca, and I've had to 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 scale back my comments. Right, we've been hard on Giannis. Me and Matt have gone in on Giannis since January. Right, it's the quiet guy in the back. Yes. He doesn't put up but he could it's be the quiet guy. guy. His personality could be the quiet guy in the back, right? But the expectations of being the faces of a franchise, he's the face of his – he was the face of the Raptors. He was the face of the Spurs. He was, he's now the face of the Clippers. So you cannot speak, but your talent yeah, – we have him on all the greatest lists of the decade, right? And he's been playing kind of shitty these playoffs. He has. But it's it's just it's it's this how how society is. He's not gonna take the bulk of it. He's not nobody nobody cares for him. That's what it is. Matt said it. Nobody really cares for him and talks about him. He's so under the radar. He, is his talent level on superstar status? Of course. But we're in a social media world 
where the more you're out there, the more shots you're going to be taking out. And he's not out there like that. So people forget about criticizing him. And for the past, what is it, 17 years, number one on the, on the hit list has been LeBron. Because he's been out there like that. Kawhi is not out there like that. Should he get criticism? Yes, he should. But we're in a social media environment. It's all about image. It's all about that. So people forget that this Chevy, 1996 Chevy driving guy is a superstar. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying. You can't. Okay. You, let me tell you something. He's a two times Finals MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Two times, two different teams, right? Keep that same energy. You're right. You're right. right. So, um, and we saw um, and just to touch on the Lakers real quick, um, again, when the Lakers lose, they look like the Cavaliers. When they win, they don't. They look like the Lakers. Um, the beating, the beating the um the Rockets right now three to one in the series, and tonight should be the closeout game. Wow, so, essentially, we're supposed to be having Clippers Lakers conference finals, but I feel like the Rock- Rockets are pretty pesky, and they may extend the series. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, Wilkins, what is your thoughts on it? On the Rockets and um, Lakers series? Yes. Lakers close it out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, is homeboy coming back? When they're going to trouble with bringing a chip no. to his home? No. no. He, he's, he's, out, out he's out of the bubble. He's out completely out the bubble. He's not right. coming yeah. back. That's what I thought. And he's mm-hmm. one of their – he's in their He's in their rotation. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that Tony only has like a seven-man rotation in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, the Rockets are done. Rockets mm-hmm. are done. Um, you they are pesky if they had to, if they were at full full capacity. Nah, they're done. They're done. Lakers, Lakers th- got this. I'd be surprised if they pulled this off, but mm-hmm. Lakers got this, and because nah, they're done. Tell your thoughts. Um, it can go either way because we were talking real big shit last weekend about who was it. Oh, they're going to get swept tonight and all stuff like that. And on the whole. Damn, yeah. We got to be careful about who we speak about. We Charles Barkley and somebody the series last time. <laughs> I forgot what series it was. Damn. It was, it was the Bucks of Miami. Miami. We was like, yeah. They about yeah, to sweep these. Bring the brooms and also, yeah. Bring the brooms out. And then Monday, we're like. <laughs> Sunday, we all at Janelle thing looking at each other like, damn, bro. We sound crazy. <laughs> So, Matt, your thoughts on the series? I should. I don't even know why this is even a series. At the end of the day, they're too fucking small. They make too many dumbass mistakes. Granted, they've mm-hmm. been the best defensive team in the bubble. Let's just be real. It, they don't. They don't take mid range shots. They literally get mm-hmm. open mid range shots and they step back and take a three. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's not keys to winning a fucking series, especially against a LeBron and Anthony Davis Laker team. So, Mike Danitone is about to lose his fucking job. This is what it is. And get another job. Fucking job. And get another job. Probably right. white privilege. 
That's a little white privilege right there. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of the coaches. He's probably gonna be an assistant coach on the Brooklyn Nets because you know Mike Dan Tony and Steve Nash's boy. He Nash is trying to get um Dirk to be an assistant. I know. I know. Ooh, so, and he coached, he coached KD. Mm. But yeah, anyway, this shit is over with. I just feel like the, the Western Conference has been kind of underwhelming this entire playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Except the only series that was really worth watching when was Utah, the, the Utah, Utah and, 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 and Denver. Denver. Yeah, that was a series. That was a that series. Was a series. All the yeah. rest are kind of underwhelming. They're not playing at their best. None yeah, of them. Better turn the fuck up in the next. In the next. Um... Let me tell you something. If LeBron and AD, if AD don't chill with that fabric softener type of mentality, like they're gonna get bounced up out the next round. You think so? Yeah. The Clippers are built. The Clippers are built to beat the Lakers. Yeah, they're dogs. Defensively, they're supposed to be dogs. That their defense is shining through this series, though. I know they've been playing it's, today. Their defense has been playing to their opposition, which is stupid. Yeah, their defense has kind of looked mediocre the, throughout the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who did they play last round against the the um Mavericks? The Mavericks, right? Well, they, they had no yeah. answer for They had no answer for Luka. Let me tell you something. If Porzingis would have played that series, Dallas would have upset them. I ain't got no rebuttal for that because you're probably right. Dallas would have bounced the asses up. It was only because it was Luca by himself. Right, and he still damn near beat them. That and Hallway, and Hallway showed up whenever the fuck he felt like it. But that's what the Hardaways do. <laughs> Him and his father. Like father, like son. I hate Tim Hardaway senior. Tim Hardaway don't got a job because he he said something homophobic too. It is. <laughs> but um I still use his move. Okay. Who was it that had like 10, 11 kids? That wasn't Tim Hardaway, right? It was um uh, Sean, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp got yeah, 10, 11 Sean kids. Yeah, <laughs> 11 kids. Yeah. But um I don't know. Let's move on to wrestling. Let's move on to wrestling. And did y'all watch SmackDown last night? No, Amazing. So, um, I didn't watch the AEW this week. I was supposed to. No, we'll get to them in a second. <laughs> but, uh, in terms of SmackDown, Bailey grew on me as a heel. You niggas is late. Like, late. no, Badly. like, she grew on me like a, a little while ago, but this kind of just like, I'm like, okay, I see it. And then thinking about the story that was told, uh, that Bailey basically sat down and told, I turned on you before you even think about turning on me, and I used you. And blah, blah, I was like, wow, this is good shit. This is really good shit. Shout out to Bruce Pritchard. Yes. Shout out to Paul Heyman helping Bruce Pritchard. Let's. How do we know Bruce Give Bruce Pritchard his flowers. Thank you. We wasn't giving Bruce Pritchard his flowers when 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 SmackDown was looking crazy. Was it? <laughs> no. Uh, oh my God! Eric uh, Bischoff was fired like a year and a half ago. What are you talking? So what? About? He still has storylines that was in the pipeline. I don't <laughs> He's trying to. He's he being the pay him no mind. Go ahead, Tate. I think 
think during this time they should have um ended the roster split. You did say that. They need to yeah. right now. They need to because I feel like it's unbalanced. It's so unbalanced the two shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like Raw. I'm getting the same thing every week, apart from the Hurt business. And I'm still getting the same thing every week. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know where this whole uh, what's the face uh, Naya and Shayna. They both need to be in the main event scene for the women's championship more than putting them together. Who the fuck is Oscar going against? Nobody right now. She's she's fighting Mickey James uh, on Monday, and then. She'll probably fight Natalia at Night of Champions for sure. So, right. So I feel like the roster's kind of thin for some reason. I don't know, or is that I'm seeing the same things over and over again. And I feel like SmackDown has fresher content. Like, love him or hate him, Roman Reigns equals ratings. It equals money. It is. I think it is the Roman Reigns factor. I've always right. said that. You realize that his presence is is strong. Even when he's not there, you like, damn, there's something missing from the show. And it's mm. not back there. Yeah. I heard Alexa Bliss turned on Nikki Cross. Um, so the Bliss storyline is again that goes into the fiend. The fiend touches somebody and, and changes them. You tried, reverts them. You tried to use that with Roman. I tried to use it with Roman and I was I was completely wrong. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um but with Bliss, um, you can see it, and I st- you everybody should have saw it once she had the two pigtails in her head. Like yeah. everybody should have known that. Like once that happened, Wilkins, what are you? What is your thoughts on SmackDown as a whole? Like as a brand right now, SmackDown was amazing. Um, this past week, um, mm-hmm. story was was well done. You had mm-hmm. Jay Uso and Romy. That you, you see the little. Thing that they got going on, they're mentioning family. Like I love mm-hmm. when they mention outside stuff into the like the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey's money, point blank. Um, she is outside by Sasha because Sasha. I always believe Sasha's a bigger brand than Bailey. Mm-hmm. But you got to give it up to Bailey, man. That is like a star. And Tay is right. SmackDown has has legit outshine Raw. Probably mm-hmm. the past month and a half, maybe, mm-hmm. and it's it's Since, Raw, uh, Raw is trying to be fresh. They have the underground going on. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, but SmackDown was great. It was great. It was two hours of, of solid storytelling. Great matches. You can't you can't complain about that. The women's division needs to be shaken up completely because they have no tag teams. At all, they fucking None. broke up the iconic, which made no sense. No, so, they had one ring. Yeah. Well, you got two tag teams that just got broken up within two weeks, and right. then just made two random tag teams. One random tag team. Right. You put the the riot squad back together, and then you don't have enough teams out of the people in NXT to <sighs> to even. I can put two, you can put two teams together. In NXT, the Robert Stone brand with Mercedes and Aaliyah and um, Casey Casanara and um, I forgot her name. Leave Aaliyah out out of that. But no, no, I'm just saying in terms of teams, you only like Riot Squad, the Robert Stone brand and and the other two. 
and it's just like almost all the tag teams are suffering, men and women. Yeah, yeah, because one of my boys the other day was just like name five tag teams in male tag teams in WWE. That's well, active. Profit, Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders not active anymore. They're not active. What they got into? Last week. Yeah, they're not active. They're not ago. as they're not on TV as much doing tag team stuff. Because dude got hurt. Dude got yeah. hurt, so that they're gone. Yeah. They don't have to pitch this. So you have Street Profits. You have Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh-huh. Who should be two two individuals. Two, um, yes. And um, oh, heavy, Mi- heavy Machinery, Miz and Morrison, and... and- that's you can't it. say the other, you can't say the Spanish team because they they, they yeah they're about to break up. up. I don't count. Yeah, they don't count. Um, four tag teams that four. we just kind of off the head. We could probably dig for it, but off the top of the head, it's like four tag teams. Yeah, maybe four. Yeah. Right. Um, and what's his face? Who? Break? I didn't hear you say. What did you say? Yeah, like we said, Mr. Morrison, Street Profits, um, Cesaro Nakamura. Zara Nakamura and Heavy Machinery, Heavy Machinery, and um, just broke Street Profits. The, uh, Street Profits, five. Yeah, they just oh. broke up Lucha Party. <laughs> they, they broke up Lucha Party. I mean, shit. No, the Lucha House Party's still together. Okay, but so man. you can say so Lucha House Party. Yeah. They're about to. They're right? about to break right. up. And like I said, I think that one belt, one women's tag team belt. One men's tag team belt, and they and those people should be going between both shows because three all no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is we end up getting the same recycled content week after week after week after week after week, and also wasn't there um Andrade and the other dude too? That's yeah, they're breaking up. They're breaking, yeah, they're breaking up. up. Oh. I, I think um Tay mentioning that to have one tag team works really well now mm-hmm. because they're in one location. Yes. Exactly. It works. It um, works extremely well right now. Yeah. I think you also, I think you include NXT in there because it's not like NXT doesn't have tag teams in there either. But it makes it messy. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you keep NXT where it is. NXT has their, their own little vibe, their own little groove apart from what's this retribution angle? That's, that's. Like, yeah, that, that's just still going on. They only, yes, they only, they're exclusive. They, they've, they signed exclusively to Raw. <laughs> so, we need so, them. <laughs> what did you say? Raw needed them. SmackDown yeah. didn't need them. Raw needed them. Raw needs a lot of things. For some reason, I, if I, I thought that if Roman wasn't gonna team with Heyman, that he would have come out as a leader of Retribution in some way, shape, or form for that heel turn. That would have given them the monster push that they would have needed. Mm. So I don't know, because I still don't know where they're going with it. Sounds like CM Punk and Nexus. Lord. The new Nexus? I quit. Yeah, remember when he was the leader of Nexus and oh, CM Punk? I don't like new, I didn't like new Nexus at first. I didn't really either. Especially <laughs> when they got the dude that looked like Batista. Nathan Ryan. Ezekiel. That like exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mason Ryan, Ezekiel Jackson, Heath Slater, um, Justin Gabriel. I thought they were in the first one. That was the core, too. <laughs> All yeah, no, Heath Slater was in the first original Nexus, right? Oh, oh I'm sorry. David, Otun- David Otunga. He was original Nexus, too. You mean Michael Yeah, but he, he was... That wasn't Ezekiel. No, he right? wasn't... Otunga was in the, 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 um, in the new Nexus, too. 
thought uh, Ezekiel Jackson was in, in the Nexus. I thought, it, I I thought that was Michael No, Tarver. he was in the court. He was in the court. But was that Michael Tarver? Whatever it was, that get group was the new Nexus was trash. <laughs> it was really bad. And I'm just hoping and praying that retribution is not that. I'm going to say something. Nexus was trash up until SummerSlam. I told no, some... you Nature Tunga was a part of the original Nexus. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop questioning my gangster when it comes to No, we said he was. We said he was in the new Nexus as well. Because Bray Wyatt was in the new Nexus. Right, and Otunga was too. <laughs> he was in the new Nexus and wasn't um what's uh, his what's his name? He Mason Ryan put um Ah, what's his face? Mr. Perfect son. Um, Curtis. Curtis. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Curtis. What is he? I don't know. What is he? I I really don't know what he's doing. That's that's the crazy part. He was released. Mm -hmm. He was released. He was released? I think so. Yes, he was released. Yes, he was released. Curtis Axel was released. But not um Bo Dallas, right? Thank no. God. You gotta believe. No. I hope they do something with Bo soon though. Honestly. I hope they bring that boat that Bo leave shit back. That shit was lit. Fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. So I fucking love that shit. Our our final topic is something we've been talking about and, and touching and we'll try not to spend too much time on it or we'll Yeah, but, it's already been almost two hours for people who have so much shit to do today. Yes. So nah, I, I told you I had to cancel my stuff because I didn't know what time I was going to <laughs> going to work. But what happened is that uh so AEW, what's up with AEW? <laughs> Wilkins, please tell us what's wrong with AEW. Um AEW is It's ran. It's ran like an independent promotion. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, and they need to get out of that mentality. And Tony Khan keeps talking about, "I'm for the fans, for the fans." You can't be for the fans all the time. You're running a business, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the biggest issues. And they're too much on their high horse. They're not trying to learn to be better and. Build a brand, and you know, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you can take shots here and there at WWE, but they take a shot every freaking week, like every week. Like you know what I mean. Like yo, somebody, um, Jane, he he, he did a random about it. You sound like a bitter ass. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you sound like. You sound like a real bitter ass. Rusev Miro is is on there. That's great. But you're not building any of your like your mid-level people up. What was going on with that? You know what I mean? Like, where's like? Yeah, don't get me wrong. This is money. Mm-hmm. Bringing WWE guys is money. That's how WCW did that thing. They brought over Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, all these other guys over. Mm-hmm. You know what I found out about WCW? I switched over the channel one day, and I was like, "Oh shit, Razor Ramon." Mm-hmm. And I started watching WCW from then on. So it makes sense. 
But what about all the other people that you guys are talking about? We're different. We're going to bring these people up, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Where are they? Where are they? Mm-hmm. And um, um, All Out was horribly booked. Mm-hmm. Horribly booked. It wasn't the worst pay-per-view ever, like Matt was saying. Matt I didn't was say like, that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said it was horrible. I said it was horrible. I didn't say it was the worst. I said it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna do what a lot of these because I like AEW. I'm gonna do what the AEW the typical AEW fan won't do, and that's keep it a bean. I'm not gonna blow smoke up your ass because I want something different from WWE. So let's be realistic. Y'all gonna attack the storylines that WWE do saying it's the same old shit, it's predictable, but y'all do the same shit. You gonna say, oh, they need to re- they need to rebuild their tag division. The tag division suck. We only focus on women, but your women division suck, and, and y'all all y'all storylines are derivative into your tag team division. Y'all not building no no new stars. The only new stars y'all got that y'all are building is Darby <laughs> Allen and Jungle Boy. Come on, guys. MJF is a star. Star. Um, Dr. Britt Breaker. Star. You need to enhance them. Like, put them in situations where they're they're built to succeed. I like Swole. I love what Swole and, and Britt Baker are doing. I feel like you need to capitalize more on that. Make it make it make it presentable to the to the eye where people are gonna want to watch it more. I and think- pay attention to that women division more. I think what we spoke about too, um, in terms of all elite wrestling, is that they're not. A lot of them aren't media trained, and a lot of them aren't TV ready. Um, Wilkins brought this up. When you look at when you watch a product, you can see, but and you compare it to WWE. Even though WWE doesn't have fans or anything like that, WWE Raw and SmackDown is a sports presentation. You can see it. You can feel the atmosphere when you're watching WWE. Talking huh? about AEW. Huh? <laughs> I'm even bored talking about AEW. It's like... The now, best thing about AEW is the people who went from WWE. <laughs> the crazy... And, and the part about that is... Um, and, and, and with All Elite Wrestling having so many former WWE guys, you would think they would understand how to work, how 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 things would work on TV, on television, but... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, go, go in deep into that, I don't think would, the in-ring work is bad. Mm-hmm. I just think the storylines need more work. I no, think and the w- presentation and building stars need more work. It's not the, the, the in-ring work. The in-ring work is going to always be good because they have an end... They have an indie style, so that's gonna that's gonna cultivate people to watch you. It's not gonna bore you, necess- like necessarily. It's just the the storylines is not nothing that you can sit there and remember. Like, mm-hmm. can you really remember any of the storylines right now? All I remember is Jericho and and, and Orange Cassidy fought in in, in high C. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be mimosas, but it looked like high C. Oh, look delicious. It, mm-hmm. it was it was lit though. I fucked mm-hmm. with it. I fucked with Orange Cassidy. I don't understand why Wilkins don't like him, but I fuck no, with Orange I, Cassidy. I, I actually like him now. Um, 
and I understand what he does for the business because he brings casual fans in. I want to have a whole documentary for why we casual fan term. People, what, what people don't watch ca- the casual fan term. I hate it. Okay. I hate it. You can say that. But but I also feel that the in ring work needs to be improved for some mm. of the, a lot of the guys. Because I because the work the in ring work is fine for the WWE guys or guys who done worked in higher promotions. But you mm. have a lot of independent guys who don't know how to work TV. Mm-hmm. Who don't know how to hit like like you're on TV? Like, no offense to Joey, Janela. Like, I don't want to see his matches. Yeah. But do you, uh, who do you think is responsible for that though? Because if you have people who know kind of who worked for the bigger companies, mm-hmm. they can help with training. You get what I'm saying? Like when you're giving somebody stuff because. I've watched maybe a handful of episodes of AEW and I can't. Why? It's boring. I hated WCW. I mean, it reminds me of WCW. Maybe because I was younger, but now I just feel like it's. Do you sit through a Nitro right now? Huh? Can you go back and watch on on WWE Network and sit through a Nitro? Because I can't. I don't know why I can't. I mean, this is why, you know, people get mad when I say this is like an era type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Because I Mm -hmm. feel like. The era in pop culture reflected what was important during wrestling at the time, which made it watchable for the time. It's not the same thing when you go back and watch. You could you can go back and watch not for historical points of view, but it won't feel the same because the pop culture has evolved since then. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with AEW, that's why you know y'all get mad. But I'm like, yeah, but you know, I was there. It was different. You know, it was popular, mm-hmm. popping because I remember that when it was happening live, it was like the right move to make then. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, you think about it now, like, yeah, that's hokey, that's corny, that's this. But my problem with AEW is that it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's ready for prime time. I agree. It feels to me like they have a lot of talent. I find that the matches to me are a little better. You get what I'm saying? Um, when I do watch it, but I'm not really watching for match quality. I'm watching storyline. Right. Yeah. Um, this is something we can continue on another time, but I just want to touch on the topic. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into it a little bit um, next week. But um, this was a fun episode. Very fun episode. Thank you, Wilkins, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Definitely appreciate it. Um, Shout Shouts to um, the whole Jabba Tears Network. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, Jabba Tears, the Jabba Tears podcast. Same thing on all social medias. Mm-hmm. My name, S-I-R underscore Wilkins. All social medias. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Google me if you have to. Whatever. Good <laughs> <laughs> promo. Good promo. Hey, hey. You've done it a lot. I'm trying. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um, great, great, um, great episode. We have the uh, dope Peter Rosado coming on next week. Um, he okay. he handles talent with um uh, with um recombination wrestling, and he's also d- dabbled in some some sports and stuff too. So we'll definitely speak to him. Um, shouts to us. Shouts to the Jabatiz Network as a whole. We got a lot of good things coming down the pipe. So just you know, stay tuned. So for 
B, for BK Matt, who had to leave. For the queen, Queen Tay. For, <laughs> for Sir Wilkins. It is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. Bye.